Are you into top 10 lists? Hi, I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. We're the hosts of the Tennis Podcast, a comedy and edutainment podcast covering a new top tennis list every week, such as the top 10 most popular 90s songs on Spotify. The deadliest animals. The worst US presidents. The leading causes of death. Best-selling video game franchises. The most common murder methods. Okay, are you going to give one that isn't about death? If you listen to this podcast, there's a good chance to see you will die. <sighs> we are the Tennis Podcast. Bye. I'm Austin Lugo. I'm Andrew Harp. This is With Nothing to Say. Let's talk about Reanimator. Before we get started today, just a quick shout out to our friends at the 10-ish podcast. This is a comedy and entertainment podcast discussing and breaking down a top 10 list every week in real time, including highest grossing films, worst US presidents, deadliest animals, best selling video games, and most visited websites. This is a great podcast for people who love lists, and please go give it a listen. They're a great group of people doing a lot of great things. All right, so the reanimator. Yeah, I chose the movie. It was my choice. I decided to choose a classic horror movie, all-time classic, 1985, directed by Stuart Gordon, written by Dennis Paoli, based on an H.P. Lovecraft story. This is the first in, like, actually, like, a trilogy that Stuart Gordon and Paoli would do of H.P. Lovecraft movies. This movie, From Beyond, and 2001's Dagon. This is Stuart Gordon's first uh, feature film. So the reanimator, very loosely based off the HP Lovecraft story, it kind of starts the same and then goes off in a whole different direction. But it's sort of your classic Frankenstein style myth where you got this guy, mad scientist, he wants to bring people back to life, and he's convinced that he can do it. And everyone's like, dude, you're crazy. He's like, I'm gonna do it anyways. And of course, as he starts bringing people back to life, it uh, it doesn't turn out the way he wants it to. Yep, you're right. It's based off an H.P. Lovecraft story, very loosely though. Herbert West, the the mad scientist character, I think is pretty much one of the, if not the only, consistent character or thing in the short story. I haven't read the short stories, but yeah, that's pretty much I think the idea. Not to spoil anything, but I love them. I, I fuck. I love Reanimator. <laughs> I've seen it many times. It's hilarious the effects are amazing and the acting is characteristically very good i think as well gordon's experience in theater is i think an interesting thing that kind of adds to the movie as well it feels very much like i don't want to say a filmed play because it feels very much like a film but you can very much see the theatrical aspects especially in the way he lights things there's very harsh lighting very harsh shadows and it feels very i don't know what the right word for this is i don't know it feels i think the acting for me is like the most theatrical element of it there's something about like the way that the movie the way that the actors interact and the way that they uh, i guess like emote i guess feels somewhat theatrical to me i think with that element it sort of 
kind of transforms it into just any other B movie into like a very, very successful B movie. You know what I mean? Sometimes I love B movies. I love B horror movies. I think they're some of the greatest movies in the world, but sometimes like they have shitty acting in them. You know what I mean? That's just kind of like how they are. But this movie characteristically has great acting. I think everyone in it is very, very good. And every character too has incredible uh, arcs. Every single character has incredible great arcs that are done i think i think each one is done perfectly and the way that characters interact with each other um each each different combination uh it just feels it it definitely feels very elevated and the way the film starts off i mean they just get right into it like they don't wait a single second but this opening scene um this this scene was shot was shot the very last when they when they made the movie because um i i uh, i decided to go all out and i bought the arrow video reanimator blu-ray because i wanted to own it it was just like this one of my favorite movies i have to own it um and i watched some of the extra specials on it the specials on it um including a documentary about the making of it from like the mid-2000s and they and brian usna who's also a horror film director he's one of the producers on the movie directed tons of famous movies including brian usna also uh directed both sequels to reanimator he said he said that like we have to have this opening scene because we need to be right up front with the audience about what the movie is all about. So they filmed that after the fact. Yeah. So that wasn't the original opening like that was they were that they were done and they I don't think there was an opening. I'm guessing that the movie just has the credit sequence and then it just the movie continues how it's supposed to, you know, continue. I mean, it definitely adds a whole another element and it just has this sort of frantic insanity going on because it's just you see you see an opening of a hospital of some kind unclear what kind of hospital immediately you just know that something is wrong things don't look right they're freaking out someone's you know you hear yelling and screaming and they're all asking where this guy is some professor doctor person and they all run to the door and (laughs) They run inside, and there is one of our main characters, Herbert West. I love Herbert West. Herbert West is the best. Played by Jeffrey Combs, one of the finest actors. He's incredible in the movie. So incredible. Incredible performance. And he's freaking out because his professor is very much dead, but he's also not dead. He reanimated him, like the movie title. (laughs) I love that when he like um, his eyes explode and it gushes blood o- all over everyone is hilarious. So gross. Everyone's like yelling and screaming like that woman. He yells, it's like, you killed him. He's like, I did not. I gave him life. His line deliveries in the movie are so funny. They're so good. And yeah, that kind of like we talked about really sets up the movie for like how like crazy and violent and bloody and kind of just like all around like like you described it as manic. So then we meet our other main protagonist, who's a student doctor, a doctor to be of some kind. He's like soon to be a surgeon, right? Dan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dan. Dan Kane. And everyone loves him. Yeah. Miss Catonic University. Where is that? In Arkham, Massachusetts. I'm guessing it's made up or some shit like that. <laughs> I have the Wikipedia in front of me. Um, yeah, Miskatonic University. Yeah, he, he's a medical student. And once again, his introduction is also perfect. Perfect introduction where he's um, uh, working on a patient um, and they're giving the patient CPR. They're giving it, um, what is that called? 
shock thing yeah 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 I, I don't know why the name is eluding me but yeah they're they're trying to this person is like dead and the doctor that he's with is like okay she's dead by the way that doctor um Stuart gordon's wife really that's dope they actually uh she'll she'll she ends up in a lot of more Stuart gordon movies later on they both uh started a famous theater company in chicago he worked there for 15 years before he started making movies so he and his wife actually got arrested um, when they were students in Wisconsin, because they did a production of Peter Pan that had like nude people in it. Um, they got arrested for that. This is like the 60s. Because I mean, Gordon, he directed the movie when he was 38. Yeah, he's so he's so good. I know. Yeah, good for him. And then but he kind of got like, um, he got pinched out of the theater, because um, there was like a board attached to the theater from like that were like had like different community members. And they're like, Oh, you shouldn't do a horror movie. And he's like, whatever. And he left. And after that, he just did movies i think from that point forward and other stuff actually reanimator in like the 2000s i think uh they made a, a reanimator musical <laughs> so there's that i guess anyway the doctor is like yeah she's dead and then dan's like no we can still like save her and he's like no no, no i'm sorry but like I, I appreciate that you're um doing your best but like you have to learn how to quit so like we know right up front that dan he's a nice guy like you said he doesn't like when his patients die like he's upset the fact that like he can't save certain patients right away we know this you sure do dan's just an all-around good guy who just wants the best for the world he's just trying to do his thing he's got a girlfriend sure does who is the daughter of the head of the university or yeah she's 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 the daughter of the dean yeah dean halsey very scandalous i know played by barbara crampton who was also amazing in the movie barbara crampton is in a lot of horror movies and she's very good yeah dan you know, we get his introduction, we get Dean Halsey's introduction, we get also the introduction of, um, this is all like very happens very quickly, but it's really great. Um, we get the introduction of Dr. Hill. I think when we were when we're introduced to him, he's using his laser on some on a dead cadaver or something like that. Yeah, they're in the morgue, and they pass the security guard who, by the way, one of my favorite characters in the movie, security guard 10 out of 10. Yeah, every, every character is good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's, he's hilarious and dan has to put a body in the morgue for i guess they're dead oh it's the it's the same dead person it's the person that's dead and he's all sad and he pushed in the morgue and there's that moment where like the hand of one of the other corpses like falls out and he keeps like trying to push it back and it just keeps falling out which is a nice little uh foreshadowing of sorts i enjoyed it i was expecting a um kind of the return of the living dead sort of situation in this movie where like all the people in the morgue come to life, which of course isn't what happens, but... No, that is what happens. Kind of. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> they, kind of they kind of do come back to life. <laughs> we'll talk about it once we get to that part. But yeah, like the reanimator juice sort of turns people back to life. Kind of. Like it, does, like it almost turns them into like a... It doesn't really turn them back to life. It more like gives them life again, but instead of being who they were before, they're now like a crazy animal basically is what happens. They're like more aggressive, um, but we'll get to that in later. We, yeah, we meet Dr. Hill. He's evil. Him and Herbert West do not get along at all. They hate each other. I love their interactions <laughs> in the movie. I love like right away, <laughs> right away, Herbert West is introduced to Dr. Hill and right away, Herbert West is like, hmm, Dr. Hill. Well, you uh, ripped off uh, my uh, previous teacher, uh, Dr. Hans Gruber. In fact, it's plagiarized in Europe. And he's like, right away, he's like, right away, he's completely like, Herbert West does not care. Like, right away, he's like antagonistic to Dr. Hill because, I mean, Herbert West is right. Dr. Hill um, is a fraud. Yeah. Herbert West is perhaps the most 
aggressive medical student to have ever existed. He just, he doesn't give a shit. He just drops truth bombs. He's so good. I love the scene when they're in class two, another classic scene. Even like the effects when Dr. Hill is working on like the skull and like the brain look really good, by the way. Yeah. Like that's just kind of like the anatomical stuff. Like it's not really like the horror stuff. But even that stuff like looks really good. Dr. Hill's talking about like his theory about brain death or whatever, which Herbert West doesn't agree with. And he keeps like snapping pencils. <laughs> so angry about his pencils. <laughs> so ridiculous. Mr. West. <laughs> and he's like, Mr. West, may I suggest you get a pen? <laughs> a pen. <laughs> Great dialogue. Perfect dialogue. I like that actor who plays Dr. Hill, by the way. He has an incredible look. He kind of, they say, Stuart Gordon says in the, in the, in the uh, doc that he, he's kind of has like a Boris Karloff thing going on. Really good. Dan, like he's dating Barbara Crampton. They're having a sexual relationship. I like the poster above his bed, the Talking Heads poster. Of course. Mwah. Perfect. The perfect foreshadowing moment. Just mwah. perfect. Oh, it's too like and that guy would have that poster. You know what I mean? Like in real life. Like it's not even like it's not that far fetched. Exactly. Dan uh, Herbert West visits Dan because Dan needs a roommate. And Herbert West is like, oh, yes, I would love to uh lay stay here. And and Barbara Cranton's like freaked out by him. And he's like, Do you have a basement? He's like, Yeah, we have a basement. Oh, okay, cool. It's like, why does he want a basement? He gets really turned on by the basement. He's like really excited. Yeah, he loves the basement. He loves it. Yeah, because he's, he's raring to go in there. I think uh, Herbert's living there and Barbara Crampton is just like, Herbert's kind of weird, huh, Dan? And Dan's like, yeah, I guess. Like, like she's <laughs> totally freaked out by him. We don't get the cat scene, but I think you get the pre-cat scene where Barbara Crampton finds the dead cat, right? Yeah. Does that happen before or after? There's also... Uh... Around this time, there's that dinner scene. Oh, right. The dinner scene, I think, goes right before that. They have a little dinner. Dr. Hill showing his true creepiness. I mean, up to this point, like, you don't like Dr. Hill, but you're not necessarily against him. But at this point, he comes on full creep, like, very quickly. Yes, he's very interested in Dean Halsey's daughter. You can tell right away. Gross. He's like a 60-year-old man, and she's like 18. Maybe 20. It's gross. And of course, Barbara Crampton is not interested. <laughs> Shocker. By the way, one kind of interesting thing about the movie that they cut out, one of the things that um, about Dr. Hill that they cut out that they kind of show later in the movie is that Dr. Hill has the ability to hypnotize people. What? And so there is a deleted scene that shows him hypnotizing the dean at the dinner. Oh, shit. Do you remember that scene where like he's like holding his head to the window? And he's like, um, like trying to talk to the dean through the window as if he can see him. It's because he has him hypnotized. That makes sense. <laughs> Part of me is like, yeah, that would have been nice to know. But then again, yeah, I still love the movie just the way it is. Like, it's perfect the way that the movie is just sequenced. I feel like adding just any other like extra scene just would feel off to me at this point. At this point, I mean, but it is, but it is a little confusing when you're just kind of like, how is he able to you know, control that person or that, you know, it's because he has the ability to hypnotize people. <laughs> a little random, well, another random tangent for you. But he's creeping. He'd be creeping. And then the dead cat, the dead cat in the refrigerator. Which is great. Herbert West is like, what are you doing in there? And they're like, what the fuck? Like, why is there a dead cat in the fridge? And he's like, he says something along the lines of like, uh, uh, I already found him like that. And it's like, and he's like, Dan's like, why didn't you tell him? Yeah, he was already dead. He was already dead. And Dan's like, why didn't you tell me like earlier? Like, like what the fuck? And, he's, and, and, and Herbert's like, what was I supposed to do? Leave a note? Cat dead? Details later? <laughs> 
it's so funny when he says like cat dead details later that's such a funny ass line and they're like uh okay they kind of move on from it quickly i think they're just kind of like freaked out they're like why the fuck do you think he killed the cat or do you think it really died of suffocation it's a good question i didn't i've never i've never really thought about it i guess probably he probably killed it he's a bad liar saying like uh he suffocated you think he killed it Cats are pretty dumb. They get themselves into dumb situations, but I mean, I, I don't know. It's possible. Suffocation via trash can? It's possible. But he doesn't seem to have the best morals, so hard to say. No, he doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> I think after that, you just get like the, we just get the experiment scene, right? With the with the cat in the basement, yeah. Which is, that whole scene's great. It's a lovely scene. It's so creepy. It's because Dan's asleep. He's He's doing his thing. And he hears these like screams, just like these terrible, awful screeching screams. And Dan runs down to the basement <laughs> and Herbert West is just like moving all around. He's thrashing. And there's this like black, what you assume to be the cat, just like attached very much to him. <laughs> and they It's obviously it's obviously like like a doll. Very Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a piece of fabric. And he's like, I love he's he sell Jeff once again. Jeffrey Combs, he just sells it so much. Like he's flailing her. He's so good. It's certainly not understated by any means. Not at all. And he just, he slams the cat right against the wall. I mean, just head first. And then they beat it with a bat a couple of times too. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. And and they do a good job with this scene too, because the, the, they do this thing where they kind of like, pan, almost like they pan the camera around the basement as the two of them are kind of like, listening to where the cat is going you know what i mean which is pretty good sound design you know they just kind of have like this cats you know just random cat noises like here and there but you never actually see a cat the whole scene at least in the scene where the cat is like running around like kind of all the shit in the basement yeah that seems like really really funny because they're like throwing around like bats and stuff and breaking things and i think that concludes when like the cat like attacks dan's face and they're able to you know yeah like like you said beat it pretty brutal and of course, Herbert West is like, it's your cat. It was your cat. And Dan's like, it can't be my cat. My cat's dead. And and he's like, well, look at this. I have this thing called a reagent, some green goop. It's they use uh, the stuff that they use in those little like uh, and glow sticks, glow sticks. It's the first movie to use glow sticks. Fun fact for you. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're right. Yeah. The, to use glow sticks, they just like broke them and poured them in there. <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> it works. It makes total sense. It's a very green movie. Sure is. Like the lighting will be green and like the the glow stick goo is green. And Wes is like, all right, look at this. Like the cat is dead. Its back is broken. Check this out. And he inserts and he puts the glow stick goo in the cat. It comes back to life. It's insane. And and I think Dan says something along. I think Dan says something like, why is it so mad? It's and he says like birth is always painful or something like that. Like like I said, the goop doesn't really bring him back to life. It essentially turns him into zombies. Um, but even more, but very like aggressive zombies. And then they kill the cat again. Yeah, they do it again for a second time or a third time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for the third time. Yeah, this poor cat it just keeps getting killed and brought back to life, all in the name of science. I love the scene after that where um. Dan is in the dean's office. That scene. That scene's sad. It's such a sad scene. All he's trying to do is he's trying to explain what's going on. He's just like, "Look, here's what happened," and that's it. And the dean is a total asshole about it for no real reason. 
I mean, other than just, I don't know, he's an ass. I think he's an asshole about it. He's like, you're suspended. And Herbert West immediately banned from, I mean, I'm, I get Herbert West has never been like perfect, but it seems a little extreme to just, just fuck everyone over, I guess. Or it's just the daughter thing. He's dating his daughter and all that shit. And yeah, but he's just like, we're going to take away your, um, like your scholarships or whatever to school. And he's like, you're going to take away my scholarships. Dan's an interesting character because I think if the movie just had Herbert in it, I like Dan because we can relate to him very much. And Herbert is almost like a comical character. He's great and he's amazing in the movie. But Dan's great because he's a very grounded character who wants to do the right thing and who works hard. You know what I mean? Like he's completely normal guy with very normal like wishes and desires. Um, but he has to help out Herbert, who's totally weird um, with his experiments that he's kind of interested in because he's like, yeah, like that would be kind of nice to like not have, you know, people die. You know, he's a great character. The position Dan is in is a very morally complicated one. And Dan certainly seems to be the moral compass of the film where Herbert West is just absolutely off the wall and just doesn't give a shit and does whatever it takes to get people back to life. I think Dan is someone who kind of reigns Herbert in and tries to be the voice of reason of sorts but at the same time he believes in what herbert's doing and so he has this weird contradiction of wanting to do what's morally right but also knowing that in the name of science sometimes you have to do things that are a little complicated and so i think where the tension often comes isn't so much from herbert because herbert doesn't give a shit what happens to him like he just he just does whatever the hell he wants he doesn't care about the consequences but the reason there's tension there is because dan very much does dan very much wants to be a doctor he very much wants to do what's the right thing and so to be conflicted by doing the right thing and also what's good in the long term and the conflicts of science it makes for a um a very relatable and complicated character they, they kind of uh they, they kind of touch on it in the second movie a little bit like there's literally dialogue where they kind of make the distinction that like Dan is a doctor, but West is a scientist. Makes the most sense, I think. I mean, Werber is like a mad scientist. You know, he's completely like, you know, off the wall, like we talked about. But yeah, I think that's a, that makes sense. It's a good, it's a good distinction. But Herbert, despite all that, has convinced Dan to break into the morgue. Break in, yeah. <laughs> Even though he was just warned, like, you're on suspension, all that shit. You're going to lose your scholarship. Dan's like, I don't give a shit. Like, I... I'm doing this for the love of my people because I, I just got to do what I got to do. And they break into the morgue. Love the morgue scene. Love the morgue scene. Yeah, they break in and they're like, they have all these like fresh bodies because I think the fresher the body, the better. I, wa I watched a Bride of Reanimator for the first time. Not a bad movie, pretty good. In that movie, it has this stupid thing where they discover that um, separate limbs have different consciousness. It's kind of, it's, it's ridiculous. It's very, it's even more ridiculous than this movie. Um, but in this movie, they're like, we need a, a fresh body that has like, basically like a, 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 a brain that still, you know, is mostly formed. That's somewhat fresh. While they're looking at all the bodies, Dean Halsey is onto them and he's with his daughter, Megan. And I like, I like Megan Halsey a lot. I like how like, um, she's not like a ditzy character, you know, she's like kind of like the, the, the visceral reaction to the horrible stuff going on, you know, that, that you kind of like need in a horror movie like this, you know, if she wasn't there, you know, you wouldn't have that kind of like over the top, like screaming and reaction that kind of, that, that is warranted, you know? So I like her. And, but yeah, like I said, Dean Halsey is onto them and they're trying to find like a corpse to put their juice into. 
and they're looking and they're looking and they're looking and they finally come across someone who has very recently died of heart failure, which I guess is one of the few things that they can use it for. It seems like the, the reagent really isn't all that useful because it can only be used on people who have literally just died of very particular <laughs> circumstances. And it doesn't seem to work very well either. But I guess that's that's science. Yeah, they're trying to experiment. Yeah, it's like bodies that still have like a working brain and, you know, are really the only ones that they can do. And yeah, they find a body that's, yeah, that like you said, like it's ready to go. And they I think they insert the juice, but it takes a while to get going. I love Dan's reaction to this whole thing, because for some reason, Herbert has decided Dan's the one who has to record it on this little like tape recorder and dan is like freak the fuck out like he's terrified not only that it will be reanimated but also that he's gonna get in trouble or lose his scholarship or all that shit and you can just see him like visibly shaking through the whole scene and herbert west calm cool collected he's just getting his shit done uh you know the uh body that they um inject in the morgue um i don't know his name but that guy had a um I believe a career for a little while, uh, being a, a Schwarzenegger uh, body double because he's a really big, tall, muscular guy that they reanimate. It's a very big man. And uh, Dean Halsey's like pounding on the door because they know that they're in there. And then the guy wakes up, the reanimated corpse, and he busts down the door and he jumps on Dean Halsey, who's under the door. Proceeded, you get this crazy scene where he just beats the hell out of Dean Halsey. Well, yeah, and they kill they kill the dean. He's he's dead, and I think they kill the the corpse with the bone saw, which looks crazy. Yeah, they just run it right through his heart. It's fucking insane. Ooh, that scene is crazy. Where yeah, they go like through his chest. That looks really good. You can kind of like almost kind of like see where like it's obviously not his real chest. You know what I mean? Like they put a fake chest, and I think they put like a arm underneath like that. You know, but it, it's very effective. Like everything is very effective in the movie. Very good. It's just absolutely insane. And then, of course, West is like, Dean Halsey just died. We got to <laughs> It's a fresh body. Oh, it's so funny when he's like, we have to do it. Let's do it right now. And they do it. But he's like, he's a zombie. Like, he's nothing going on. And Megan runs in. And, you know, everybody yeah. is like in shock. And I like the scene where Dan, like, he's like laying on the floor. And he's totally in shock. Like, he's totally freaking out. And like... <laughs> And like Wes goes over to him, he's like, it's okay, don't worry. And he takes his recorder out and puts it into his shirt. <laughs> he's like, don't worry about it. I love it. I love the part of the scene where the corpse is still murdering the Dean and the security guard comes back from like lunch or something and he sees what's going on and he immediately just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> I love the security guard. This movie is like, has very little sets. Uh, I don't think I, I don't know if it, I doubt it was filmed in an actual hospital. Probably not. Uh, you just have like the morgue and like the hallway and the elevator. And then you kind of have that like one like you only see at the very beginning and the very end. But like the the rooms with all the hospital rooms and stuff. Um, and then like a couple people's houses. <laughs> and that's pretty much all you get. <laughs> but that's when Dr. Hill figures out what's going on. Right. And he confronts Herbert. Right. Yeah, well, I think first you we they said the fact that Hill has Dean Halsey in like his little room. He's like, Megan, if there's anything that you need, let me know. <laughs> he's so good. So creepy. So creepy. And yeah, like, yeah, it's he's basically just like, Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with the Dean, but you know, we'll we'll, we'll I'll help I'll figure I'll fix him, you know, for you, you know. 
you know, I love you, you know, <laughs> he's, he's just being creepy. And yeah, like you said, Dr. Hill confronts West about his discovery. And Dr. Hill is pure evil, pure evil. He's like, I want all the credit. This is all me. You're going to tell me exactly how to do this. Or you'll go to jail. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to go to jail. Herbert West's like, no, you can't. This is my baby. This is everything I've worked so hard for. And then he he murders Dr. Hill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like busy looking at something through a microscope and he hits him in the head with a shovel and then he decapitates him with it. It's pretty brutal. But then, of course, being Herbert West immediately reanimates him. What a terrible idea. He just murdered this man. Of course. I like that too. I like the scene where he's like, he he gets his head and he puts in the tray and it keeps falling over. So he gets that one like spiky thing that you put notes in to like make it stand up. Another great physical comedy thing. Just really good. And yeah, like you said, he can, like you said, he can't help himself. He's like, hmm, I wonder what would happen if I did this. And he's, you know, talking to Dr. Hill's head, which from this point on, you know, Dr. Hill's head and Dr. Hill's body are basically two separate characters. They might as well be. They're so good. I love it. It's just like they obviously what they did was they put like a big tray around him and have like goop all in the tray, all the blood and shit in the tray. His body, which West, you know, didn't account for, uh, knocks, knocks West out and he's able to get out of the basement. To continue on his evil plan of taking over the world, I guess. It's not really clear what his plan is. He wants to be rich and famous. And I mean, at the end of the day, he really just wants Megan, right? Like, that's really what he wants. And yeah, like we said, he has the ability to like control reanimated courses telepathically and also give them uh, brain surgery to basically lobotomize them as well. And I think like, uh, you know, you get a couple scenes where like Megan and Dan are like talking and Megan is, you know, she's freaking out, you know. Understandably. They discover that her dad has basically been lobotomized, which he was basically already lobotomized, but he's more fucked up because he has like a scar on his forehead. That was obviously from like Dr. Hill's laser. So all he did was lobotomize him. And they're like, this sucks. Yeah, because I guess if you if you lobotomize them, they're easier to hypnotize is the thing I think he's going for. Like they can be controlled more easily or something like that. They're more easily controlled. And yeah, like we said, they freak out. And then um, I think they snatch Megan up, right? Her dad does. Because <laughs> uh, Dr. Hill's able to get back to him. He's able to hypnotize him with all of his... They ha- he has all of West shit. You get that like comedy scene where um, his body can't like see. So he's like stumbling and running into things. And they get blood and they pour the blood into the tray. Gross. I love it. <laughs> He's so good with like, I love his like severed head performance. It's so good. It's like, it feels, there's something about it that's very good. And yeah, they snatch up Megan and they beat up Dan. And they take Megan to the morgue. The morgue. And Dr. Hill straps her down, takes all of her clothes off. And he, uh... it's crazy. (laughs) It's insane. His head is like, I like you. Like they this, they discover earlier in the movie, by the way, that they're like, oh, Dr. Hill like is like very attracted to Megan. Like he has like bits of her hair and stuff. Like it's kind of weird. So creepy. And he proceeds to sexually assault her with his uh, head. It's so gross with his like gross head and blood everywhere. And he's like, he's like moving her way. Like, yeah. And she, she's a uh, uh, Barbara Cranton, by the way, 
it has like a great horror movie scream she's like screaming her head off as like yeah like dr hill is like and but the movie is tasteful you know what i mean like it it, it because when it it stops right when it needs to you know it doesn't need to go any farther than it does it definitely toes the line but it definitely does not i don't think it goes over the line it's it's an intense scene though <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. When you first see it, yeah, it's like, oh my god, I can't believe it. But it stops right when he's getting down to her groin area, you might say. Uh, and of course, enter Mr. Herbert West. Herbert West is here to save today. The way that his entrance, the way that it's filmed is so funny. When he comes in, he's like, really, Dr. Hill? And he's like walking, like he doesn't care. He almost doesn't give a fuck about like Megan at all, really. Like he doesn't really like care about her all that much. No, not really. He like comes in, he's like, really, Dr. Hill? And he's like, I'm going to steal your ideas. And I, I love when Wes is like, um, who's going to believe a talking head? Get a job. He's like, get a job in a sideshow. Another classic line. Just one. This is just one of those movies that just so many great lines. I don't have them. I don't have like every line memorized, but there's some good ones that I remember very well because they're just so funny. And yeah, he's like they're they're basically toe to toe. You know, they're ready to they're raring to fight each other. And that's when we reveal that Doctor Hill has used the reagent to reanimate like a dozen corpses, all who have been lobotomized, so he can mind control them. I guess. Dan is also there too, and he's able to get Megan free. But like, yeah, once all the corpses come out, you get just the the incredible chaotic ensuing scene. It's so good. It's so out of control. Everyone's just fighting everyone. It's just shit's going everywhere. The makeup on the corpses where they have like, you can kind of like tell what happened to them. You know what I mean? Where like they have like their like, 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 like they got shot in the face or something like that. And there's like a burn victim. Yeah and like everyone's like you know, like we said like everyone's like fighting and uh megan's father is there too and yeah like people are getting thrown around and thrown at the wall and you know i stuff is getting everywhere and megan's voice is able to kind of do something to her father right she he like you know he has one of those epiphany moments where he realizes that yeah, that's his daughter or whatever and he takes the head of dr hill and just starts to like squeeze the fuck out of it I know it's so good. I love that too. Our, another uh, our character, uh, the security guard. He he like remember the the dean. He squeezes the head and then he throws it, and it slams on the wall. And like right after it slams on the wall, the like the security guard like look like looks in and he's like, oh no, and he runs away again. I love that he throws it and it just like sticks so like gross. this globby, gory shit on the wall. It's so good. It was fun watching the. Uh, the documentary when they were talking about the scene because yeah they they were just talking about like yeah like it was about as chaotic filming it as it looked like we were just like going nuts like we just everything was like slapped together and we just like all the gore and stuff is just random shit you know gallons of blood it sounds like a lot of fun absolutely insane but megan and dan are able to get out of the room oh wait you forgot what did I forget? You forgot like uh, like uh, West, he he does an overdose on Dr. Hill's body with the reagent and he explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Not only does he explode, but his body like mutates to where he has like a like a like a entrail that almost serves as like a tentacle. Uh, yeah. And it like wraps West around and it almost like pulls him in and there's like fog everywhere. And that's so weird. His like chest explodes and like he becomes like a weird monster. It's so good. 
What, you didn't like it? You didn't like the monster entrails? It looks good, but also really gross. But good. It looks good. I love it. Anyway, uh, right before Herbert West dies, he like throws his notes to Dan and he's like, here's all my notes and stuff. And he's like, okay. And he takes them and they both run out of the, like you said, they run out to get out of there. And they run into the elevator. There's another kerfuffle because reanimated corpses keep trying to get in. And again, Megan's just screaming her head off and it's great. I mean, (laughs) it's so good. I know. It's crazy. Barbara Crampton's crazy. I don't know how she does it. She's in a lot of movies, like I said. She's in. She's still in movies today. She still appears in movies. Good for her. She still appears in horror movies. I know. She's awesome. She's one of those people that does like, well, that always does the horror convention shit too. You know, she's awesome. Yeah, like you said, like she's being choked. And Dan, he can't, he has to go get an ax and chop up the guy and she dies. <laughs> He's too late. The movie ends the way it begins, of course, um, which is genius. And Dan, heartbroken, having just lost the love of his life, uh, has reagent, and he uh, he he pierces the the skull of his dead wife, and we pull out. That's 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 how the movie ends, right there. They're not married. Sorry, not his wife, his girlfriend, <laughs> fiance. They're gonna they're gonna get married as soon as he becomes a, a doctor. So oh yeah. That's true. You're right. They're they're yeah. You're right. Yeah, and yeah, it, it like cuts to black, and you can hear her scream. Uh, just a perfect ending. You know what I mean? It's like Dan has witnessed many different examples of how the reagent just does not work like at all. He he he's seen every possible example, and yet he still needs to use it. You know what I mean? Because it's like it's Megan. You know, it's his the love of his life, and he's like, you know, he he doesn't care. You know, if, if there's a chance that. He can bring her back to life after she just died. He's like, fuck it. You know, I might as well do it. I might as well try it out to see if it works, even though we know at this point that it just really doesn't work all that well for anyone. Yeah, I just I just love that ending. It's such a good, clean, nice ending, especially after the ensuing chaos before that incredible scene. I just love the way that that movie ends where it's just very heartbreaking. I think Dan has the most intense arc out of anyone because at the beginning... He's happy. He's in love. He's got everything going for him. And shit just doesn't go his way for the whole film. Yeah. And the whole film. Yeah. And he's so against the reagent at first. And he does everything in his power to try to stop it. And at the end, he becomes the very thing he didn't want to become. It's it's a pretty intense ending. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of arc, we didn't really talk too much about the um, Dean Halsey arc. I love that guy's performance where he kind of begins as kind of like a, you know, a dean. He's the dean of a college, you know, they're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> he gets like the reagent and then, you know, he dies and all this stuff. And and his performance as just like this maniacal, crazy animal person is so good. The way that he's able to almost like kind of transform himself. I didn't mention that at all. That's another performance that is like, really good and very convincing and very uh, transformative so good all right andrew final thoughts and rating it's a classic you know it's it's the ultimate movie less than 90 minute 80s horror movie about people coming back to life just perfect you know the effects are great i think the writing is really good like the writing is very tight and very funny it's a very funny movie it's basically a horror comedy 
but it's funny because everyone takes everything very seriously, like in the movie, which makes it very funny. It makes it very rewatchable because it's just, it's really tight. It's, it's just an extremely entertaining movie. And once again, like I said, the acting is just really good. Everyone in it is good. Everyone in it is able to deliver lines with tons of conviction. Everybody is very confident. Some say like it might be overacted. I don't think so. I think it's acted just the right amount. It's definitely at this point, you know, in the conversation, it's definitely no uh, secret that I love it. You know, I think I'll give this, of course, a, a nine out of 10. I had a very good time with this film. I'm not a huge B-movie fan. I mean, of course, you have classics like The Blob, which are always a good time. It's just been an area of cinema that I haven't really spent a whole lot of time in just because I've never had that much interest in. But I found the performances to be very dedicated. I mean, perhaps over the top, but it felt like everyone in this film like really cared about this film. And it really feels like everyone just gives 100% into this film, which just makes all the better. It makes the absurdities of it all the more absurd and funny. Of course, the special effects are above and beyond. I think the writing is very well done, very clever. I love a film that can get everything that it needs to do in under 90 minutes. I hate when films run too long. It starts at a manic pace and never really lets up. It's insane. It's intense. I love so many of the characters. Every character amazing. I really had a good time. I'm kind of going back and forth on this. So one of the things that I decided in 2022, which is I would stop rating films, is a seven because it's just like it's really middle ground. And I rate a lot of films at a seven, which is what I was going to give this film. I think I'm going to give it an eight. Let's go. I think coming into this conversation, I was at a six, but I think it's worth an eight. I think it's an eight. It's lovely. It's a lovely movie. I will say if there's one thing that like is maybe a little bit distracting, it's good. I like it. Um, it's the music, maybe. You know, in the in the opening credit sequence, they played like the main theme. It's basically just the psycho theme. Sure is. <laughs> it's good. Like it's a good version of it, you know. And I think like they say in the documentary that it's like a like an homage, which is fine, you know. Uh I don't mind it, but it is a little distracting. You know, what are you going to do? If there's like maybe one criticism, which isn't even really a criticism, but. All right, y'all. Next week, we are going to be watching The Power of the Dog with 10 Oscar nominations. I'm very excited. This is a film has been my list for a long time. Andrew, I know you've seen one of her films before. Yeah, I've only seen one. I've seen The Piano. I watched that not too long ago. And is it good? Oh, yeah, I loved it. Very beautiful movie. Very uh, great music. There you go. This will be a good time then. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I got to watch it. For the Oscars, <laughs> all the stars. Thank you for listening. And you can find everything I do at AustinLuca12. You can find me at Twitter at uh, ADHarp24. I'm also on Letterboxd, RetroAndrew, R-E-T-R-0, Andrew. And you can find this podcast wherever you hear podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at With Nothing to Say Podcast. And please, if you have the time for exclusive content and early access, go to patreon.com slash fiction for all kinds of cool stuff. And thank you to our wonderful editor, Shannon Mitchell, for doing the greatest work of all in editing this podcast. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for all our supporters. And yeah, thank you once again for listening to the show. Bye.